This is Ashley Hodge coming to you the morning after Baylor's thrilling 64-63 win over Gonzaga in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. I just want to give you some thoughts on what I saw, what South Dakota was like, and maybe some uh, perspective behind the scenes uh, for someone that was at the game. Kendall Cout and I were covering this for Sikkim 365. Uh, Kendall did a great job on the post-game wrap-up article. Uh, but I want to give you some additional thoughts of what I saw uh, live. First of all, just want to say this was a tremendous uh, college basketball game at a great venue at the uh, Pentagon in Sioux Falls. I think it held about 3,500 fans. The place was packed. Incredible atmosphere. It just seemed like a you know national championship-like atmosphere from, a, from an energy and a fan perspective. Even though it was a small crowd, they're just nothing like being in a sold-out arena it's compact where people are close to the action and it just gives me a lot of excitement thinking about uh, what the foster pavilion is going to be like. Uh, Paul Foster was in attendance uh, with, with a lot of notable alumni on, on the front row. And um, I think he got a pretty good glimpse of, of what this arena is going to look like. Uh, Mac Rhodes was also in attendance. So a lot of, a lot of great Baylor fans made the trip, but the Baylor fans were outnumbered. There was uh, quite a few Gonzaga fans there. Uh, they did a good job of traveling to support their team and I'll have to say, I noticed uh, and interacted with uh, quite a few Iowa State fans who came to the game and were certainly cheering for Gonzaga. Uh, so probably no surprise there. But uh, it, it was it was a terrific college basketball game, very defensive minded, which is not what we expected. We were expecting uh, I score, you score type of a game where the uh, game ends up in the 80s or 90s. And of course, this is exactly what we did not get. Uh, we got more of a rock fight where it was physical. The refs let the both teams play. And, you know, it was not a, a thing of beauty offensively, but I think that was just dictated by great scouting reports by both teams. Uh, Gonzaga did a fantastic job of really limiting Adam Flagler and LJ Cryer to get clean looks at the basket. Uh, LJ, LJ was only got one three-point attempt up. He missed it. Uh, then Adam Flagler was two for six. And, and of course, he had the two really big ones that we'll talk about down the stretch. Uh, but he was uh, limited with good looks as well. They kind of dared Jalen Bridges to shoot. Uh, Jalen was only one for six. Uh, he's got to you know be more efficient from three-point range. But Jalen was fantastic down the stretch on both ends of the court. And we'll talk about his performance uh, in the comments. Um, I did want to, you know, make a, a special shout out to uh, two guys, well, really three that I thought were huge keys in, in Baylor's success in this game. Number one, Flo Thamba, great energy. You look at the stats, you only see the uh, two points. You see the eight rebounds. You do see the three turnovers, but he had two blocks. And just from an energy perspective, he was very active. Uh, I noticed, uh, you know, he, he probably did not get credited with a steal, but he dove on the floor a couple times and, and really, you know, caused a couple steals to happen. I thought he did a tremendous job guarding Drew Timmy. Drew Timmy didn't get his first uh, bucket from the field until about six minutes left in the game. Uh, Timmy finishes with nine points, five rebounds, but he also fouled out. And and the performance by Flo Thamba was a big reason why. Just, just his length, his activity, his physicality with Timmy really bothered him. And you take the offensive uh potentially the offensive player of the year, a first team all American, and you hold him to nine points and five rebounds. 
and, and really limit his uh, effectiveness in 31 minutes, you're doing a tremendous job. So shout out to Flo Thamba for the great effort today. Um, I thought that Langston Love coming off the bench was huge. He only played 13 minutes, but he provides 10 points. Very aggressive on the offensive end. Uh, he did a, a good job cutting, which led to a, a, a nice reverse layup. Caleb Lohner found him for that. It was, it was a great play by Lohner. And then he got in transition. And instead of like finishing, uh, you know, at the rim, he dunks it, which was a great play. I think it was Malachi Smith might have been uh, trying to contest there, big guard for for Gonzaga. And then just uh, there was another play where he drove it on Drew Timmy, missed the shot initially, but great second leap to get a, to a follow up lay a layup. Uh, he hit a nice little mid range shot. He was just it gave you a glimpse of of what's possible because. If we can get that kind of offensive production from Langston Love as the season goes along, and then you already got you know the terrific uh, performances uh, from the backcourt, typically L.J. Cryer, Keontae George, and Adam Flagler, it just makes it pretty tough for teams to scout Baylor effectively. Um, then the other thing I want to talk about is Dell Bonner's defense. You know, Dell Bonner, you look at the stat sheet, zero points. He only has three assists. He's got a couple turnovers. One of the turnovers was, was pretty bad at the at the first half. And, you know, L.J. Cryer, Del Bonner, um, you know, they they made, you know, just some like not strong with the ball type turnovers. There were a few of those from Caleb Lohner in the second half where he got rebounds and got stripped, led to a layup uh, on one of those. Uh, I also noticed that um, Flo had a couple of those, too, where he just wasn't strong with the ball. That That's an area that needs improvement. But overall, a much better job by the Bears uh, just being intentional being being strong, you know, defensively with position, with effort. And you hold Gonzaga, who's a tremendous offensive team, to 0.84 points per possession. That's just winning basketball. That's terrific. Now, on offense, there's some things to work through. 0.85 points per possession for the Bears. Typically, you can always take it to the bank that they're going to be one of the best offensive rebounding teams in the country. And in this game, they only get seven offensive rebounds. They Only, only 18% of their misses were rebounded. Uh, that's a credit to Gonzaga. They started Antoine Watson was was tremendous in this game. He had 13 points and um, 13 rebounds. Really, really strong performance from him. Um, and then you got Julian Strother at six seven. He had 10 rebounds. He had uh, 10 points. And then Drew Timmy five rebounds. So that's a pretty big uh, front line. And Antoine Watson was the one that really did the most damage on the offensive glass. But Julian Strother had four offensive rebounds. Antoine Watson had six, uh, so they did a better job uh, rebounding than Baylor did. And, uh, you know, they controlled the glass, 47 to 32. And if you told me that stat, I would have thought Baylor was in big-time trouble of, of winning that game and, and, and wouldn't have had a, a real good shot of winning. Uh, but they they did what they needed to do. Uh, they they were able to force six turnovers from Rasir Bolton. Um, they You know, Nolan Hickman, the starting point guard for Gonzaga, he had eight assists. Uh, but they really limited his effectiveness. He ends up with zero points, three turnovers. Uh, so the the Bears did what they needed to on the defensive end. But Del Bonner, man, I tell you what, the effort there, the um, the hustle, the being in position, being able to get in the lane and create opportunities for his teammates uh, on the offensive end, what a valuable player. And and you know I think this is one that uh, you look at the stats and you just don't understand how valuable he is to what Baylor does. Uh, but his his uh, value is on full display 
and, and none more evident than when he was able to get a deflection when Gonzaga was trying to score at the end of the game. And that key deflection led to um, just a lack of time, you know, for Gonzaga, even though he got a, he got a turnover, uh, Baylor got the ball, Keontae George wasn't able to secure it on the inbounds pass. And uh, that led to 4.6 seconds, I believe. But Baylor did a great job of forcing Rasir Bolton to go left and into traffic. Keontae George, um, great position defense at the end of the game, held his ground, made it a tough uh, shot for, for Rasir Bolton. And Rasir Bolton put up a wild shot that didn't even draw rim and you know hit the backboard. And, and the Bears hold on to a 64-63 victory. Okay, let's talk about some of the key things down the stretch. Uh, first of all, Keontae, Keontae George was, was fantastic all night long. Um, 18 points. He is a tough shot maker. There's some of those where we were saying, oh, my goodness, why is he taking that shot? He had six rebounds. He had a couple assists. Great passer. I mean, he, some of those some of those passes, like the, the one that comes to mind was on the fast break where he kind of threaded the needle to LJ Cryer, which led to an LJ Cryer layup. Uh, that was a big play. And he had two steals. Um, you know, I, I loved his performance all around. And, and a big moment for him on a big stage. He leads the Bears in scoring with 18. Of course, Adam Flagler, you know, gritty performance. He wasn't feeling well, very under the weather. Uh, might not have played. They were concerned that his minutes might be limited. He has to go 33 minutes. He only has one assist. Uh, but he had 11 points. And, and only five points with about a minute 30 left. The Bears were down seven. And their expected win percentage was like 3.7%, according to Ken Palm, at that point. And what happens? Um, he gets a back-to-back threes on, on possessions. He, he steps into a three uh, from the right corner and – or right, you know, not really the corner, but, uh, you know, he steps into a three there and cuts it to four. The Bears make a stop on defense he, he reads a, a Flo Thomas screen uh, at the top of the key, gets a three there, cuts it to, to one point, and that led to the play of the game where he took a tough shot. Jalen Bridges secures the offensive rebound, gets pushed in the back by Drew Timmy. Drew Timmy fouls out, and Jalen Bridges goes to the foul line and calmly hits two free throws, um, which put the Bears up one, and they were able to hold on with the defensive stand. Really fun game. Uh, 0.85 points per possession for Bears, and and that's not really what you come to know from from them. I think you'll see some strong bounce-back performances, although it could get ugly against Charlton State. That's another team that's probably going to do a lot of the things that Baylor struggled with this year, you know, and, and, you know, really ugly up that game. But the Bears should – they're the better team, and they they should take care of business. Uh, Big confidence win. Now you've got, you know, two top ten wins, uh, UCLA and Gonzaga – and both of those are away from home. So those are going to wear very well when, when it comes to the NCAA tournament time. And, um, you know, just want to, you know, shout out, like, what a terrific job both teams did from a scouting perspective. Again, Gonzaga took away LJ Cryer and Adam Flagler, a lot of clean looks from them. And then Baylor did a tremendous job with Drew Timmy and just really forcing tough shots, um, protecting the paint well, um, defending, you know, and not allowing six for 22 from three-point range for Gonzaga. Only a couple of those were clean looks, maybe three or so, and then six for 24 from the Bears. So, uh, you know, it, it was a tough physical game, and, and the Bears were able to prevail. Um, one, you know, a couple notes that are kind of interesting. As, as I was leaving the arena, 
Um, I noticed I, I interacted with a few uh, Baylor GAs and they were coming in, you know, getting equipment and so forth, packing up the bus. And I just made the comment, um, you know, this was, uh, you know, a great wind. Uh, this weather doesn't feel so cold. It was probably about, you know, 11 degrees with a howling wind uh, after the game. And I said, the weather doesn't feel so cold when, when you get a wind like that. And I said it pretty loudly. And I turned to my right and, and Mark Few was uh, standing right there, made eye contact with me for a second, looked down at his, his feet, kind of shook his head. Um, so I, I, I wouldn't have said that comment if I knew he was there, but uh, you could tell he was de dejected big time. I mean, that was a tough loss for Gonzaga. They, of course, wanted to avenge the national championship game. They had that game with, you know, a seven point lead with a minute 30 left. And, and those are the ones that really sting because you know that uh, those are games you should win. And the Bears were able to just make tough, tough plays down the stretch and, and get a big, big victory. So next up for the Bears, uh, they will have Tarleton State. I hope everybody listening to this that has the ability to go to that game will come to that game. Uh, the next two games are not easy. You got Tarleton State at home. Uh, that's a Billy Clyde Gillespie team. And Tarleton State is not a beautiful team on the uh, offensive end, but they do, they do a couple things really well. Uh, they get to the free throw line. They're number two in the nation and getting to the free throw line. So they're going to play a very physical style of basketball. And uh, the second thing is they turn over teams. They're, they're seventh in uh, turnover efficiency on the defensive end. Um, so they're going to get you know up in you and they're going to, they're going to try to turn you over and, and really cause havoc. Um, so key opportunity for the bears to, um, you know, enjoy this, get back to the, uh, practice uh, court on uh, this this weekend and Monday and to really, you know, look to a, a good performance against uh, Tarleton State on Tuesday. And then, of course, after that for Baylor, they've got the game uh, with Washington State on December 18th, uh, coming back off of finals. So you have a 12-day break there. And then Washington State in uh, Dallas uh, will be an opportunity for the Bears to, to really get another uh, Power 5 win against a solid Washington State team. I know they, they did lose to Prairie View A&M. Uh, they lost to Oregon uh, recently as well. But uh, this, is a, this is a very dangerous Washington State team that's capable of, of beating good teams, has solid personnel. So the Bears will have to be focused for both of those games. Uh, Sioux Falls has been fun. I know Kendall Cout's been uh, kind of dunking on Sioux Falls a little bit and, and South Dakota in general. Um, he hasn't had a very good hotel experience. He was staying at the Sheraton, and I don't, I don't think he would be a big fan of that place. Um, you know, I think he had a late check-in and, and some issues with his room. Uh, but uh, a couple Bear fans here at the Hyatt Place, a little south of the uh, downtown area, and, and we've had a really good time, and we've had a good time downtown. Uh, celebrating the win last night, that was fun. A lot of Bear fans out. and um, You know, pretty packed area in Sioux Falls despite the weather. Uh, so it's, uh, it's, it's been a good time and, and, you know, really enjoyed uh, coming here for my first experience in, in South Dakota, uh, leaving today. We're going to meet a couple of the, the Baylor fans, uh, mall bear, bear claw. We're going to watch, uh, the soccer game, then watch the uh, big 12 championship, uh, game, uh, Kansas state against TCU. So, you know, those were my main comments I wanted to make. Um, just again, a gritty performance by the bears and I'm going to put up some pictures uh, from the experience in South Dakota and just a couple additional comments in the post-game article write-up. Uh, but just want to give you some morning after reflections. Sick and bears.